As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you? How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very you might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Bruffett. How are we doing today, Chris? Jesse, despite how my voice may sound, I'm doing wonderfully. Please forgive me at time of recording. I'm kind of recently back from a uh, wrestling, big wrestling event, uh, Ring of Honor's final battle in Dallas. Great event, but I did lose my voice letting Eddie Kingston know that I loved him. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I've been sick the last several episodes, so it's it's just par for the course in the winter sometimes, yeah. you know, this type of thing. And happy to be back and happy to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays because this is, you know, that time of the year, which is very exciting. Spend this family time. Maybe you're listening to us on your commute, right? Which would be very exciting. Put a start to that week. And we decided this week we'd be doing something fun, kind of through that lens, have a more laid back discussion episode free form to kind of close out this year before we start our new year finishing out asgard and doing our 2023 in review like we always do i'm very excited to not only tell you guys about ulik but i love the year in review show it's always so fun because it's just an exercise of reliving my entire mcp year and i've had a really great mcp year so i'm very much looking forward to kind of reliving it thinking about it, preparing that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we could easily say it was our biggest MCP year yet. And especially for Chris, not only did you get to go to a bunch of events that you've not been to before, but also you got to play more regularly in general. And we've been talking about this on the podcast, right? Like it was just, yes. this was like your biggest MCP year easily. And it was easily mine too, because I traveled a lot. Yeah. Well, through that lens, it's really interesting. It's, it's no secret that my life has gotten in the way of my MCP play. It's documented over, on this very show. It's been very documented. It's not, <laughs> it's no secret, but yeah, I got more games in this year in a year than I ever have. They were almost all in person. Uh, I did. I've played a few TTS games and I want to send a big shout out and thank you to my uh, TTS partners. And I hope we get more in soon, but my, my TTS game always bugs out. So having to have, you know, my opponent roll my dice for me gets really frustrating. That's fair. That's totally fair. I'll figure it out one of these days. But yeah, I, not only that too, you know, getting to play a whole lot more in person and a, a lot of it in person, which is awesome. This game is so fun in person. I've been, I got a lot of painting done this year too, which has been awesome. It's been an MCP focused year for sure for us here on Furious Finest and we thought we kind of like close out the year with a discussion about not the year in review, because that's coming very soon, 
but a discussion looking forward at 2024, some things that we're getting, getting our eyes on, maybe some things that we could start saving for, planning for, and then you guys will know that we're going to try to be at as well and finish up the episode with a discussion about what affiliations really have our eye. And, you know, it's really fun about this is, you know, we did that this very, we did this method this very year inadvertently. And I think it was very successful. I think yes, Chris and I learned a lot about some affiliations we'd never played myself. This is one of my primary years where I actually played villains for the first time outside of spider foes in a big way and learned a lot about some of the villain factions. And I think that exercise could be applied to this coming year, Chris, where we loosely set up a plan of affiliations. We want to attack and try and learn and kind of do our normal 15 to 20 games situation to bring better information to you guys, the listeners, but also to have more fun for us. Oh yeah. Here, right. And also who knows what other affiliations are coming. So yeah, there's got to be a caveat, That's a caveat on on that because AMG has been a little stingy with the information lately, which is fine. They're taking a break right now, rightfully so. They deserve it. I'm not complaining. We haven't seen some cards and there's a lot of models that we know are going to be coming that have not been revealed to us yet. Right. So yeah, there's always going there's always a chance that Doctor Doom finally comes to the game and wouldn't you know it, me and everyone else has to play him. You know, that's okay. That's what everyone's talking gonna be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And um Well for keep- me though, it's strong guy. Strong guy hits the table. That's true. It's over. He's in every he's in every game. My list has gotten very narrow, Chris, with you know, with the announcement of Nightcrawler and Kitty, and then of course the new web warrior and spider foes packs. Yeah, dude, I really have no complaints and obviously there's stuff on my short list, but they can wait, you know, the king of black is still very high, you know, and I I can't imagine AMG being the company. They are not doing him one day, especially with their sculpting team. My, my goodness. You, what if they put him on the, the dragon? I think they either any version of that. Absolutely. Would it be a 10 point model? And yeah, it's just, um, 10 threat. Sorry. Have a giant, have null on a giant symbiote dragon fighting Malekith on his bog tiger, right? That will bring some people to the table. My goodness. I'm into it. I I'm really into it. Yeah. And I guess perpetuate the Kaiju meta. Absolutely. So (laughs) absolutely. We're not doing any favors to the anti-Kaiju. Are we? (laughs) I mean, he's, he better be a Kaiju. Let's be honest. Null better be, um, that's fair. We'll see. But I think before we get into all this today, we got some people to thank. And I'm really excited to talk about these discussions. So let's thank these people. Fury's Finest is supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. And please remember at checkout to use the discount code FURY5 for a sweet 5% discount. It helps you and it helps us. No reason not to. Absolutely. And same goes for iWarGame. iWarGame makes our favorite marked MCP play mats in the business. Go to iWarGame.net and use the code FFPODCAST to get 10% off your play mat order, which is a lot because if you bought a couple mats and you get 10% off that, you're going to notice that that discount. So shout out to iWarGame. Sweet savings. That's right. And of course, our show could not function without our patrons. Our patrons support Furious Finest at patreon.com slash Furious Finest. If you enjoy our show and would like access to our private Discord community, access to our private Secret Wars League, which will be starting up again very soon in the coming weeks. 
because the last one just ended and we will be starting the next secret wars very soon. So stay tuned on that. Check out the Patreon tiers. That's a way to do that. Also, you get a lot of fun, transparent behind the scenes after dark discussions with me and Chris episodes of late that you might be interested in to check out that tier of the after dark feed. Chris has got a new list that we're building and I've got a tournament report from Texas that I'm talking about. And there's other topics that are not even related to MCP on there all over the place, all over the place. Absolutely. So we've got to thank a new patron this week, Tim. Thank you so much, Tim, Tim. Thank you, man. And of course we cannot do the show without our venture producers, rich and Sean, they help to keep the lights on. If you want to become a producer and help us, pay for everything and keep this show going at the quality we want to put out in the world. Please check out the patron tier of the producer. Thank you guys so much. All right, Chris, let's just jump right into this discussion. What's 2024 looking like for us? And, you know, we can even start in the early months of the year. So let's say January, February, let's, let's, let's stay in that, that realm. What are we doing? I wish I could tell you that I'd be going to LVO, but it doesn't look possible this year. That's looking the same for me. Obviously, Lone Star Open, actually, obviously, LVO, Lone Star Open, and WTC all last year was a huge financial undertaking. I'm very happy that it pulled it off, but sacrifices have to be made. And LVO is one of those because I think probably I didn't qualify this year, Chris, but I probably could through points at this point in time. If the, if people are saying no on the list, cause then yeah, yeah. people with points start getting shifted up. I clearly, I'm not the top of the points list. Cause I only went to two events this year mm-hmm. did well at both, but did not win them. So that's obviously a huge factor and just LVO being one of the most expensive cons. You've really got a plan, you know, and um, just with the holidays and everything this year, well, I, I work weekends, so I'm not only spending money to be somewhere, I'm also actively not making money uh, if I sure. go to an event. So uh, it's it's hard. And with with LVO being, you know, in Vegas, it's just just a little much. But like I say every year, hopefully next year, man, I'm really I'm really trying. Yeah. And I will like credit where credit's due. And I will say also, I'm not a hundred percent out. Like there's a small chance I could pull it off with LVO. always, always, but it's literally what I did with WGC, right? So I'm never going to bank that out, but yeah, I Thank will say LVO circumstances can change. I, oh, I will, absolutely. I will, I will say, say I, we're just not setting our sights fully on it, which is completely fine. And I still have one of my, I have my LVO Shatterpoint ticket, right? So um, for the for the after hours Shatterpoint event, so I still have that in the back pocket. But all that said, I think LVO is one of the best events of the entire year, especially if you want to get games in. It is the best event to just get games in. Now, some cons like people, it's like a it's like a con aspect and a game aspect. It's like a mix of both. Adepticon's a great example of that. LVO is the opposite. It is just premier competitive gaming but also amazing competitive pickup games too so it's like let's say i don't even get in let's say i don't have enough points at lvo i would still have a last if i went because i could be playing in these round robin tournaments that are happening every hour or two i could play in some separation anxiety events i could play in the team event i could play in the timeline event i could play in the gym event i mean endless right and that's just mcp right let's not even add the shatter point some other game systems that are all there so what i'm saying is I actually think LVO, if you want to play games, is one of the best cons to go to. I just personally, at this point in my life, with the money and time I have, 
I have to have a seat and I have to go and play it through the seat lens. You know what I mean? Now in the future that might change, you know, I was going to say, I, I would get being older, a lot of layers to this, right? But I'm definitely just wanting to go to get as many pickup games as possible. That's what those, those like round robins and could, stuff and happen. just meet people and hang out. Like I, I want to have, hmm, and Dylan did that last year and had yeah. a great time. I think I'd have a great time. I think I'd make a lot of new friends, uh, meet some folks in person for the first time that I'm already friends with. So yeah, man, it, it might be next year before I make it, but I'll be there. Well, absolutely. It's one of the premier events for MCP and it is the North American tournament for MCP in, in my mind through the competitive lens. And yeah, you got to go at least once. Right. So LVO probably not happening this year for us, but hoping that will change. Um, you never know, like just no. time, money, things coalesce and it happens, but at the moment, not so much, but so that would put January and February through a different lens, Chris, which I would say is the lens of January, February, and the front end of March, all preparing to travel to Adepticon. Absolutely. So it will be, if I can get enough people to help me, if everyone, and if enough people in the group will acquiesce to this, sure, then uh, I'll be able to, you know, really work on some timeline stuff and mess around with the idea of joining the big timeline event yes. in, at Adepticon. Uh, and even if I can't, I will, I'm, it's not 100%, but I plan on being at Adepticon just to be there anyway, yeah. whether I participate in the timeline event or not. So it will be preparing to get teams fielded, fully painted, and it will be working on these teams and playing these teams that are MCP nights and trying these teams out on TTS when I can make it work. So that's not a lot of time, really. It's not, months. it's not a lot of time and I'm moving into defenders. I think tomorrow night I'll play my first in-person games with defenders tomorrow night as of recording. See if they but, could fit in your timeline event. Maybe things like yeah, that. I think they could. Yeah, for sure. But I've also got X force in the back pocket. So yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just a question of finding and getting a, a third affiliation painted. And then, if I've got enough time, maybe swapping one of those out for a differently configured a fill, you know, if I was so inclined. And we'll touch on that at the end of the episode for sure. So we're going to be approaching this through these lens. So I actually have a similar thought, Chris, where January and February are going to be open time, but it's also going to be crunch time in a different way where it's like, yeah. what am I playing in Adepticon? Am I playing... What MCP events am I playing in Adepticon? What Shatterpoints am I playing in Adepticon? And what needs to be painted for both? What needs to be practiced for both? So that's a lot of layers and a lot of goals, right? So this is a great time for us to frame that. And that's what we're doing for each other. But also like maybe for you guys, the listener, you can follow along with us at home and it'll make more sense of our discussions well, leading up to then. And maybe this will help uh, you guys figure out your your upcoming MCP year as well you know 100 percent, yeah and i think too we'll know more in january and february respectively what's coming out for mcp january february march right yeah and so that also could put the heat on a different way because you're saying okay jesse wants to play x-men at adepticon well i got everything painted that i want to get painted before then because it's only gonna be x-men when they come out right things like that right so there's layers to it I think locking down some lists for Adepticon is very important. There's also an amazing team event 
that was told to me by Dr. D that's an Adepticon that he does every year that really enjoys, which is, you know, I think a two man team event with no crossover models, kind of like a mini WPC, Love it. you know? Love it. Um, so that could be worth considering as well. There's just a lot of layers, but inverse of LVO, I will say Adepticon's the con you could go to and play nothing and probably have a blast on the other side, right? Just seeing the con hall, doing the con events, doing taking some painting classes, walking around, hanging out, not even playing games. You could and, just do that. And that's and enough. being there for all the announcements and reveals. Adepticon's always 100%. huge. Hundred percent. Atomic Atomic Mass really shows up at Adepticon in a big way. So, you know, being there for all that, there's there's something special for that, you know? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, there's only so much you can catch all at once, right? And especially through the lens too of like, I want to see all those reveals for MCP and Shatterpoint, right? And it's like I'm sure there's going to be a lot of exciting things that tell us coming later in the year, right? So I, I can't wait because it seems like Adepticon and Gen Con are now AMG's go-to make announcements cons. That's what right? it feels like, yep. Yeah, and so that's a really neat place for us to be as content creators. And obviously, we'll cover that on the podcast when we get back from those. But all that to say, we're going to try to save up for Adepticon and make it there. Um, oh, yeah. And that'll be very exciting. So, uh, and yeah. You guys, if you guys want to help us do that, the Patreon's the way to do that because you guys certainly helped us do that last year with Lone Star Open. So it really meant a lot. So that's the plan January, February, March. But then that would leave a gap of time until our next major competitive event, which is Lone Star Open for us, which is just in Dallas, which is only four and a half hours from us. And that's in late July. So think about that. We got April, May, June, and most of July. So that's, that's always great. a good time for us get to really play around with some different affiliations and then you can cram as much as you want before Lone Star open, of course, or you could focus in on really honing down one of Phil from the get go. The world is your oyster right here for at least for us, you know, we're going to be able to mess around with some of these new models, get them painted, get some games in with them and really figure out where we want to land for Lone Star open because Lone Star opens a, it's a big event. It's a very competitive event. I have a great yeah. time. I think Omnis said at one time a really smart way. He said it's like the premier competitive event of the South, you know, United States. And it really is. I and, agree. And so you've got to be on your best because there's incredible players that I've played again recently at a different event from Lone sure. and that just put the heat on and you got to be on your very best game. And, you know, I, I remember last year, Lone Star Open, ironically, we were planning it and we had a lot of trouble the final weeks leading up to it, actually getting games in. Uh, Chris, especially, his schedule got really crazy and, and a lot of our game nights just fell through. So it was weird that like we hit it so hard in April and May, but then like June, July, we just couldn't make a lot of games work. It was I want to change that this year. I would like to. And even like if that proximity means to the event of games you know even if that means you and i being the only ones in sure. in a garage getting those games i think we should make that commitment this year i i would like to i, I really stuff. you know and i want to put a better foot forward i did not have a good lunch star open last year i want to i did not play to my standards at all and i would really like to change mm. that and put a better fit better foot forward for sure absolutely yeah no I, i'm in the same boat i mean i'd love to uh Take that title back again, you know, one of these years. Yeah, man. So, so winning Lone Star 2022 was 
one of the coolest things of my MCP career yet. And so I'd love to return to that in the future, especially against players of that high of caliber in the South the United States. So Lodestar is big for us. And it's one of those ones we just always go to. The event hall is amazing. It's beautiful. It's clean. It's nice. Frontline Gaming runs a tight ship. Um, another reason why good. I love LVO. <laughs> it's just so tight and so so well done. So that's just a auto lock for us due to proximity. It's where we get in the rest of the year. And, you know, there's other events we're not even going to talk about today that are in other places that we could maybe make work and stuff like that. NashCon's one that comes to mind. Would Every love, year. love, love to do NashCon. It's Second always, wins another one. They're all very same, high. Same. I want to be at all of these things, but it's tough to do, man. Time and money, and you know, some of them come close together, and that obviously, for me in particular, just shuts them out entirely because it's like I can't be like away from my family and then be like, oh, it's three weeks have passed. I'm going to be away from you guys again, you know, and like right. it's and like while spending a lot of money to do it, right? <laughs> it's just not feasible and smart at times but all that said if we can make nashcon happen this year it's usually in august every year later august so roughly a month after lone star open if we can make it happen that close to lone star open man i would i would love that so much hang out with nate and his crew and i'm committed to trying for sure yeah so i think that's very high on our list now when you get into the later portion of the year typically there's not much of anything in december And typically we kind of have September, October, November, last couple major events of the year. We've already mentioned second win. That's in October, late October. That's also when WTC is. So they are having WTC again this year. I think WTC was going to be, it's just going to be my staple, like highest priority. Those going to be the hardest to do. So that's like a mindset thing. Right. But it's like, I had such a great experience. It was so affordable through the lens of the con itself and the food, right? It's just the plane ticket and all the stuff while you're in Europe, actually. But all that said, it's the best event I've ever been to. So if I can go back this year, I will be. But what's cool about that is like if I do do that, like I would love for Chris to be able to go to Second Win or Warfare Weekend, one of these things that are sandwiched next to WTC. I'd love to, yeah. Those are going to be out for me probably if if WTC falls at the same time where it's like, Oh, one weekend, second win, one weekend's WTC, one weekend's warfare weekend. Right. That's clearly a, a make your choice situation, right? 100%. And what's cool about that is I think out of those warfare weekend is the most attainable for us. Cause it's, you know, it's an under seven hour drive from us. And, but at the same time, second win, you know, Chicago going back, to Chicago would be great. But like if we get to go into Depticon, right. So there's layers to it. I think what's cool about Warfare Weekend, and we didn't get to go this year, but what we enjoyed so much the other year is it's just it's just chill. I it's cannot tell vibe. you. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed Warfare Weekend when we got to go. Absolutely, and you know maybe this is just this is clearly my opinion. It's definitely a competitive event. There's a lot of great players yeah, out there, but I will say it's less competitive than a lot of the other events around that time of year, which rightfully so. I mean, we got WTC, we got second win, we got NashCon, like we got some like serious, but at the, the through the same lens is it's a lot of people getting their points at the end of the year. Maybe they can get earlier and it's like, okay, well those people have come to play, but then there's also people that have just come to hang out and play whatever. So it's a good yeah, mix man. of like competitive and casual. And I, you add the element of where it's at, <laughs> the the hotel itself it's an older you know we've talked about it chris what what what, what, how do we describe when we were there it's more like a village yeah yeah like a german village 
it was European. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's, I mean, if it, it's the theme of warfare, it was all, it was all built. No yeah, it's F -A -I -R -E. just F-A-I-R-E. It's this big complex that was all built at the same time. Yeah. And it's yeah. got this kind of, I don't, German theme, I Influenced, suppose. Yeah. yeah. What Americans think German influence is, I suppose. I'm not Definitely sure. Definitely like leaning Eastern European. It's awesome though. Architecture. It's so fun. <laughs> lots of carpet on the side of the buildings. But oh, yeah, man. all that's to say is like, it's just such a chill con and it feels very like, it's very easy to get from your room to the room to the con rooms yeah. which means a lot to me because sometimes those travel times that's an element that's a, definitely an element once again he, that was a huge plus for me from where for a weekend that i could take an elevator literally down to the basement so awesome. where the, for, for the event was same with wtc right so i don't know i think it's like a premier con if you like going to hang have a great weekend maybe play competitively but maybe not you know just like does it matter? Like you're just there to, to have fun. And I mean, and celebrate MCP and hang out with the MCP community. Yeah. It's well, absolutely. It's, it's like, we got to hang out with one of my favorite people ever. One absolute Matt, who's one of our patrons yeah, dude. and like, like Matt bringing out night of the ninja and, you know, and a, and a bottle of whiskey and, and like us all just hanging out and talking and just like, those are what made it like extra special, right? Those 100%. Moments, right. And 100%. you know, doing like playing in a premier event was, was, I played in two events at that. I played in the the team event and the primary event and I was getting a lot of MCP in, but like all that comes second to like the hangs, you know? So it's just a different yeah. chill con. So I think we've got our eyes on warfare weekend again. Once again, it's just a timing thing and everything. So, but I think going to that con through that lens is great because after warfare weekends over, you can say, okay, now it's LVO prep time. Like you could like, you could, it, it take feels very definite, right? It yeah. feels extremely definite. It's like, it's the major event after. Yeah. As soon as you get back from warfare weekend, it's time to cram. Yeah. No I mean, time. It's like you have a little over two months to find make your final preparations. Yep. Yeah. So all that said, these are kind of like the loose, these are the loose places that we're trying to like build our affiliations and our, and our travel this year. And, and it's, yeah, I'm yeah, really excited about it. It's not a, a kind of a matter of picking our affiliations that we're taking no. to these places now, but it, you know what we're going to kind of do is declare our intention to mess around with these affiliations during this, you know, this time frame. And if it won't be one of the ones we mention now, it will be a different one. But we will probably be holding to this pattern that we're about to establish. Yeah, it's a lot of like visualizing, right? It's a lot of exactly. like, you know, dream boarding in some ways. It's, it's just a lot of like setting ourselves up for success the best we can. But obviously there's going to be deviations in the path. There's going to be new things that come up. There's going to be things that we that like we have to cover as content creators. I'm looking at Asgard with their new releases, right? Like there's just going to be a hard Super excited to see these those cards. Yeah, I'm going to be it, hard shifting to Asgard during that to better speak to the listeners it's I mean, gonna be hard not to but yeah, yeah. i will at least be playing against you to learn yes. it too yes so we've got this lens now roughly for us which is like you know lvo's top of the year then adepticon in march then lone star open in july and then we've got you know maybe nashcon maybe second win maybe wtc wtc and maybe warfare weekend kind of all these things like in the late summer fall to close out the year with our sites mainly being set on adepticon at this point which is i think very exciting because we've never got to do it as a show 
and it's long overdue for us to I'm cover. 100%. You know, I'm finally in a much better place in life that will allow me to make these things. So I fully intend to use these opportunities and, and make at least three events this year. Yeah. Or and we didn't even mention Gen Con, but I know, I know you've always wanted to go to Gen Con. So big time, but you know, yeah. it's not a huge MCP. No, event but from it, it's my still understanding. an event. It's important it's, though. I'm, I'd play. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> just going to Gen Con is, is once again, why you're going to Gen Con, right? Um, right. The MCP is just an awesome bonus. So a, a super sweet bonus. Yeah. So MCP rocks. Let's just jump right into the affiliation list, Chris, and talk about some affiliations that really have our eye this year. And some of these should come as no surprise off of the last timeline episode <laughs> from from our end. But also, I think there might be some other ones that come up. Oh, there's going to be some other ones come up. Don't you worry. All right. So let's just go back and forth, Chris. So let's just get my obvious one out of the way so we can move on. One of my obvious ones, had a great time with them this year. I feel like I'm still learning every time I play them. Just keeping Brotherhood going. Very simple. I assume maybe some of those new mutants in the future might be on Brotherhood. They might not. Even if they're not, Brotherhood's got a great roster that needs to be explored. And they're also a great roster to just play 10 Brotherhood models and see what you learn, right? Like they don't really need splashes. That's what's also super cool. I'm really, especially for casual play and our round robin, you know, bi weekly well, nights. Battle. I love just straight affiliated list. It's easy. Neat. You're going to learn something. You're going to learn who, who can go and who needs to be, yep. a, who needs to be out of the list and needs to be an out of affiliation splash. Right. And I, there's a lot of value to that. And there's a lot of value to giving models a chance models that maybe, maybe the top player doesn't play them in their version of this list. But I think it's important as a player to try and see why that is learn the reason why that player, why the top players aren't playing X model in X affiliation. And you know, it might just be a personal preference. You might be better with the model that they're leaving out Whereas they're playing a comfort model themselves. I, I just think there's a lot to learn. And I think there's a lot to be gained by being open-minded about some of these things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I intend to do that with brotherhood. And I t- intend to just keep, I think they're one of the most balanced and fair factions in the game and just well-designed, obviously mystique and Magneto. It's like perfect leadership building that are complete opposite ends of the spectrum right it asks a lot of questions you as the player turn zero what's your building are you doing it right are you not doing it right and i just love that i love that they're like tough to play but also really rewarding when you play them right they're just very powerful when you play them right and you know that they're a perfect example of a team that's probably never going to leave my roster because number one i love the characters number two it's like i can always learn something when i play them like i can always learn something when i play them so taking this year back and i'm sure we'll talk in our year review coming up chris but i mean i played brotherhood when they came out which was mainly on tts and stuff right mm-hmm. because the world was still in the state it was correct and i didn't really dig into them fully until this year and that's what i was mentioning in the spring you know we were having our round robins we were we were streaming some games on the fury's finest discord from chris's house and i was playing brotherhood and i just i remember it like it was yesterday it was just like it just all the pieces came together i had so much fun because it's that it's what's so great about brotherhood is you're constantly asking yourself as this player am i playing control or am i playing attrition this round am i playing control mm. or am i playing attrition this round mm. not even this round this this particular action of this character right and you have to go back and forth back and forth back and forth and so like that just clicked for me and then obviously i had a really good 
like time with them this year. And so I want to keep that going. And so I'm going to call them like my, one of my anchor lists, obviously like brotherhood and X-Men where it's like, obviously I can go back to X-Men anytime and I will, but I think brotherhood became right up there with X-Men where they're just an anchor thing for me that I'm going to play this year. Like I'm, I'm just staying with them, you know? So I thought it started with something easy for me. So starting with you, Chris, what's something that we could talk about that's you got your eye on this year. Should I, should I talk about defenders here or should I move on to something else? Why don't you use that, that anchor point and just pick up with X force. Okay. And then we'll talk about our like new things. That sounds good. Well, speaking of anchor points, Jesse, I think I will be back on X force sooner rather than later. Hmm. I haven't yeah, yeah. really got to explore them since the changes because for my own MCP journey, I had to play something else. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm ready to come back. They're kicking a lot of butt. A lot of people are playing them. You know, cable looks really good (laughs) and it's really awesome, man. Uh, It makes me happy. And it's, it's the affiliation I have by far the most time into. So I'm, I'm excited to get them back on the table and they're in a more competitive state. So I'm, I'm ready to figure that out. I'm ready to learn that. See, yep see where I fall in, see what my list ends up looking like. You know, X-Force is so fun because it's just full of good models. Yeah. And they're all threats at all times. Every one of the models in their roster can take, can daze one of your opponent's models at any time. It's crazy. And, And understanding that and trying to figure out that and trying to navigate that, trying to figure out well, which of my three threats am I going to offer up to get dazed or taken out? Because I'm going to lose somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And, and it's just figuring out when you use Cable's extra dice, when you don't, who do you need to protect this game? Is it a domino game? Is it a Laura game? There's just so much. And it's I so fun. It. I, I really love X-Force. Well, now Deadpool's... Deadpool's great. Just nuts. So. And I've never, I've never played a version of Deadpool in a version of X-Force where he's a legitimate threat either. He's, he was always under tune when I played them. And then when that came out, I didn't own the model for a while. Right. And then cables, cables leadership change kind of helped him more than we expected as well. So I love it. No, I love it. It's, it's a massive change, honestly. And X-Force always had a good roster. So just getting these tweaks just made him that much better right they, it's great they only got tweaks they only got better so okay well i think you could safely say that there might be some events this year where chris and i would respectively play our anchor lists right and Absolutely. you know it'd be either me on brotherhood or x-men and chris on like x-force and you know x-men's gonna be a new affiliation this year which is very exciting oh my because gosh. the changes to storm plus new models like the stuff needs to be figured out and i'm looking forward to that well, we're about to get those new mutants introduced too, which might change exactly X-Force dramatically yeah. too. Uh, so we're kind of in the same same boat there. You know, what's Bishop going to look like? I know. I, I know. have a feeling that Nightcrawler might be really good in X-Force, but will he be good enough? I don't know. And what's the plan when you've got him out there? I'm not sure. Man, Bishop, I just, like I told the listeners last couple episodes, I've been rereading Cable Volume 2. Man, that storyline, that Bishop Cable storyline, it just, it gets me. That's yeah. really gets me, especially because I'm a dad, a girl dad. My goodness, that story, 
it's well it's very well written it's nuts um we're gonna actually be covering it's funny we mentioned these anchor lists chris because you know we always plot out our character episodes for the year and stuff and we're returning to mutants this year it's been some time since we've been doing mutants and there's a lot of holes that we have to plug and they are x-force and brotherhood related we have some characters that are finishing those affiliations out then we got x-men coming out with new models and it's like okay there's gonna be a mutant section this year so very exciting uh we're gonna try to tie it all together through lore and strategy of course because there is a lot of crossover of things but moving past our anchor lists Uh uh-oh we can talk about something fun oh we don't like fun on this podcast (laughs) so much fun on this podcast there's a lot of ways this could go for me so I'm having a hard time really narrowing it down in which ones I want to publicly commit to. I think it's going to be Asgard for me because I think Asgard is very malign. They have a low win rate. People champion them, champion them and win with them. Right. But everybody else, not so much. Right. And it's definitely going to be fun playing Asgard because there's so many similar to brotherhood. There's so many decision points, right? It's like, am I controlling? Am I attritioning? Am I running away with an extract? Right. And we have more, we have models we have not seen cards for. That Who knows when they're coming out too. It could be late in the year. It could be late. It could be early. There's no telling. Mm-hmm. So this could very, this could change drastically very quickly, depending on yes. when we get these new Asgard models. But I know I'm looking forward to the new releases very, very much. So I'm not going to act like I might not be playing Asgard at some point. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of us will. So that's my first fun pick, Chris. Is, do you have one? Well, I do. I'm moving in. I, I No secret. I'm starting my Defender's journey. That's right. I'm very excited for it. But the reason I even started this was because I'm interested in getting into Midnight Suns as well. Yep. Yep, and yep. I don't think there's any better way to prepare for a possible dual affiliated competitive list than by learning each affiliation in and of itself by itself yes. before you do, before I put that list together. So I'm going to put those in as a group. My my answer to this question is Daredevil Defenders and Midnight Suns. Great, because I have a similar one like that coming. Very Good. almost and almost. Very similar, but another fun slash maybe even less less fun, more leading the competitive side. My return to convocation with a Midnight Sun splash in it, right? So because there's some other characters, right? Less I'm than also, defenders, but I'm also interested in convo, but I'm not committing to play it. I am going to try Sorcerer Supreme in Defenders, sure. So. But yeah, I am. I have a huge desire to get the mages on the table, but I'm not sure if that will be just a TTS foray or if I'm going to oh, yeah, make yeah. the full table, like in-person tabletop commitment to the wizards. But given the affiliations I'm playing already and the models I'm getting painted to accomplish that, it's not a stretch for me to get a couple of extra models painted and have a convocation list ready. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, certainly. Okay, so what's another fun list for you, Chris? Because if I did Convo Midnight Suns and you did Defender Midnight Suns uh-huh. well, and I started with Asgard, that leaves one more for you before we can maybe get back to maybe one more serious list or something. Ooh, my my final fun list. This is, this is a weird one, okay? 
Uh, I thought it might be one of the ones we've been talking about lately. So I'm, now I'm curious. Yeah. Maybe we have talked about it, but I'm of two minds here. I kind of want to make a return to a force yeah. for fun, but that might be your, the more serious bracket. That might the be end. the more serious bracket. I think it might be captain America. First Avenger. Yep. Avengers. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 Wild Steve. I want to paint wild Steve. Get that Wolverine, get that. There's so many there. fun models that I want to play that slot into his leadership very, Kimura, very well. My goodness. So let's just roll with it, you know? Absolutely. Wilds for days. Okay. Well, that's that's a fun. And, that, and I get to jam Gambit in the in the list. Oh, 100%. It's fun, but I also think it's strong. So it's like one of those things yeah. where clearly we're not saying these lists that are fun are not strong. I think they're really good. I just think we're trying to be honest with ourselves and be like, okay, the fun lens is like 10 to 20 games, right? That'll be my Asgard, right? But like the serious lens is 20 plus or something, right? So exactly my final serious list. Cause I started with brotherhood next man. I'm going to close out with one that I mentioned last episode. These notice these three are in here. These three are also in timelines. It's my return to web warriors. And really I did not play them last year other than like a pickup game or so. I didn't play them at all. I played them a ton the year before. So just returning to Web Warriors and, you know, they are going to get Scarlet Spider and Gwenum at some point, right, this year. So that's also very motivating, exciting. But even if they didn't get those this year, I think the roster they have right now, perfectly amazing. I still think at the end of the day, Chris, like they probably just are my favorite team to play even more than X-Men. I think they are. They're that part of X-Men I that it. I like amplified right they're they're like leaning that side of the coin even more than the x-men and clearly amg wants the x-men one they want the x-men to be more mid-range right they've been designing it that way for a while they've been nerfing things like that for a while for the x-men to be more mid-range which i love thematically because that is what the x-men do they they adapt to the situation right but i think that actually makes web warriors and x-men if they are primary affiliations you play which is the case for me so exciting to play because they are different sides of the coin though they are similar point scoring play style so that's fun so it's definitely web warriors for me the return to web warriors you know all my web warriors are painted it's everything's in place i'm ready to go you know i gotta get spectacular spider-man that's all that's all i lack and get him painted he fits right in with the rest of my group that are all being attacked by carnage so he'll be being attacked by carnage as well <laughs> and uh that worked out pretty well bases to, yeah I, it's, I feel a little clever i had a little foresight you know <laughs> Man, had none had none but you, you got real lucky and it makes you look real smart and well, i had a creative idea that panned out yes that amg did for me later rather than me having to make something by hand right <laughs> that i've been doing on all the other ones <laughs> it's just it's very cool it worked uh, I'm out really well so web warriors my last serious pick to book in this section so chris what's what's going to be your serious project for the year in addition to x-force of course I don't think you're going to see this one. I mean, you might, you're going to, you're going to say, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay. But you didn't know I was thinking about it, but also I have, I have a caveat here. Depending on some of these new models, uh, (laughs) I might switch to X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Not the same X-Men you play, whichever it'll be a different, a fill. I'm sure because we play the game. So completely different. Well, who knows what blue looks like? Exactly. In a couple of months, but right? X-Men Blue. It's probably Spider-Foes with there the new go. box. One of us. Yeah. You know we're going to be playing Spider-Foes this year, and I figured yes. you'd, you'd be doing it. Yeah. Love that team. I love that it's team. It's going to be awesome. I, 
cannot wait to see some cards, see what we're in for with, with Vulture especially. I predict that we will have a local event at some point in the future this year where half of the players will all be running spider foes or more. Yeah, that will be tough. If we That's get fine. to, if we get to that point, I'll probably have a second team in, and it'll probably switch from spider foes to X force. Cause I just can't handle playing mirror matches all the time. It, it sure. messes with my brain. Mm. So That's if fair. I can avoid it, I do. That's totally fine. Yeah. So of course we're going to play more affiliations than these that are on the list this year, but these are the main ones that kind of have our eye at the moment. Things can change. I, you know, I'm, I still have to get shadow King in somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I keep forgetting about shadow King. I, that's, I feel like I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried Chris. Cause I'm like, is Sandman going to be like my new lizard where it's like, he's just the guy that I play in all my rosters. Cause I, I just love the design of the character. And I, I feel like AMG is going to nail his card. I just have a feeling. Well, like, we know he's feeling. got the, the constructs already. So it's exactly. how it feels like it's going to be something similar, akin to shadow King where he's going to be able to attack or Magneto from his constructs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Measure the main range from there. So we'll see. It doesn't feel like it's going to be something completely new to the game, but it will be, a very interesting twist, I do believe. Absolutely. A couple honorable mentions that we didn't mention that I think will probably come up this year for us in some capacity. Wakanda. Absolutely, man. There's no avoiding it. I'm going to have to play King T'Challa at least once. Yeah, me getting that new Iron Man painted and trying a new yes. shield leadership at some point. That's probably going to happen. Though I think I got so much time with shield. I, I just still fair, feel very good about it and enjoyed my time. And, you know, we'll see if I have time for that. Sure. There's just so many things. Yeah. It's good problems we have right now. It's good problems this year. Something I desperately do want to do is return to a force with a different playing it a different way. Maybe mm. go a little, maybe go a little taller. Okay. Maybe, maybe don't be so objective focused. I just, just want to give it a shot. I'm not saying it's going to be great. I just have to figure it out for myself. Well, you've always got to figure out like affiliations excel at things, but it's like, does that excel with you? Right. Right. You know, Aaron, Aaron from the web warriors protocol blog, he's one of the greatest players in the world. He only mains web warriors and he plays like a kind of like wide attrition web warriors. Right. And it's like, mm. and he just is one of the best players in the entire world that consistently wins. So it's just a matter of like, of course, factions have their strengths, but then it's like, lean on what you know, what you love. It's always going to be better, right? It's just always going to be better. What you know, what you, what you, your strengths are. I think Asgard and spider Foes are a good example of that, where it's like, I love those factions so much because I think their design is innately based on how aggressive or how control are you playing them this particular round? Right. And those factions excel at that. Right. So there's a lot of elements all mixing together. And, you know, I think this is a good way to frame our year and we've got these events coming up. It'd be really cool to like have a lot of fun and then start locking in a list the month or two before an event. Right. And just only play that list. Right. There's a lot of things we can do this year that we're certainly going to cover on this feed and more importantly, going to cover on the After Dark feed in a lot greater detail because you guys always know on that feed we we we're like tweaking lists as we go. You know, we're fully getting a little bit, yeah, little little more nitty gritty, but yeah, we're also very open about what we're doing. So, I mean, you, you can follow Chris's up. entire journey from this year on that After Dark feed That's this true. year, like of your list building and kind of how your list got refined over time. And 
I love that. I love that. That's all there. So, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. Chris, this is affiliation grouping. We've got a good spread here. <laughs> it's a decent spread. We're, we're both so guilty of not playing bad guys. Right. Cause brotherhoods are not villains. And I mean, spider foes are, but what's funny is like criminals are so good. And every time I play I them, I just have so much success. Like they, they, they fit my, my brain, I think is what it is, Chris, the play yeah. style. And so like, there is a world where I like, I would like to dig into Kingpin, dig into maybe claw and Modoc leaderships, right? Like different stuff entirely. Um, it's just a time thing, man. It's just a time thing entirely. I know. And, um, you know, I, I had a Kingpin flex in one of my hellfire rosters, not terribly long ago. And, and flex to it a couple times in the night, one of the games, I know. Chris, and I was like, this is such a different way to play the game. This is so fun, but like so cerebral, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think criminals is always, let's be honest, high on my list, but there's just certain teams that just don't seem to gel with us to be honest. And it's like, you know, it's like cabal, it's black order. It's like the real, real, real bad guys. And maybe that's just a preference thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, there's some models I really want to play in those lists. So, oh, hundred percent that wide cabal. I'm still thinking about it. I know I'm going to help Kyle build it. Oh, and, good. I can't know. wait for him to beat me with that. <laughs> <laughs> and just like run us all with wide cabal um, I know, under dude. the new master leadership. Right. Yeah. I think that new crossbones is nuts. I, I think there's it. just a lot. I of love things. new crossbones he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. So yeah, there's some emissions here and you never know, Chris. It's like, it's like, what if AMG dropped Nimrod this year? And it's like, everyone's want to play. Well, Sentinels, then I have right? to play Sentinels. They yeah. have to, they just no, have to, uh, no, no way around it. <laughs> it's Nimrod. Come on, let's go. So yeah, I, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a fun year. This was kind of like a taste to tie you guys over through the holidays and, and set us up for success, hopefully with our and yeah, 2023 in review episode and just give you guys some insight into how we plan out our, our hobby year, you know? Yeah. This is kind of a, just a holiday fun around the fire discussion here. Um, just loose and that's the plan. And what's cool about this is, you know, I'm always thinking through this lens, Chris, um, you know, you know this, but maybe the listener doesn't know this. I'm always thinking through this lens because there's only so much time and that's how I plan my hobbying specifically is like, okay. I'm playing brotherhood right now, but do I want to play web warriors in a month? Okay. If I want to play web warriors in a month, what needs to be painted? Right. And so like I case in point through the two examples I gave that might happen this year, rosters might happen. So that, that would be like a way I plan. Um, I do the same with Shatterpoint, right? Where it's like, right. What primary needs to get painted and I can swap them in and out of my current list and try different things. So yeah, it's just a fun way to kind of set up yourself for success and have like a little bit of focused, um, hobby and playtime, and then and then if you something changes, you just change it, right? It's not exactly. like a hard set thing. Yeah, it's just good to have patterns and goals. So then, like when you don't know what to do, you're like, well, yeah, I'm there's, paying my defenders, right? I'm just paying. There's no telling. Right my defenders, my foray into defenders could turn into me saying, "This is what I'm taking." Yeah, it to really all my might. competitive events. It totally might just happen. And, and I'm <laughs> open, I'm open to that with any of the affiliations I play in the back of my mind. Every time I get into a new one, I kind of want it to, to be what that that's fair. Every time I get in, let me start all this over in my mind. I want it to take over that spot. Every new affiliation that I play, 
because there's this hope. I'm playing it because I'm interested. I'm playing it because I'm excited about this roster and these models. So of course I want it to click and to work well and suddenly skyrocket to my, the top of my win rates and, you know, the, the affiliation that's been just waiting for me to find it. But you know, that's obviously not going to happen every, <laughs> with every affiliation you pick up, but in the back of my mind, that's what I always want to happen. Yeah. I agree with that too. In a lot of ways, like where it's like when you feel like you've unlocked an affiliation and you're, you've really figured it out, right? Like that was hellfire for me this year. That was brotherhood for me this year. And, and you kind of like grow attached to them where you're like, I don't want to leave. Cause I, I learned so much and I'm continuing to learn. I'm continuing to have fun, but you know, case in point, I'm putting on my hellfire for a while. Right. And that's an yeah. active decision I'm making as a player to grow as a player rather than just keep refining and just keep getting better at hellfire and stay on that leaderboard. It's, it's not, it's more like I want to grow as a player and, you know, put myself in that web where head says base game, which is very different or similar to X rosters I've played this year. So, right. You know, it's, it's layers to it. Who knows, Chris? I mean, maybe I'll love Professor X leadership and I'll just be like, well, it's just an X-Men year, right? I have a feeling that that might happen. <laughs> it might happen. But I'm, as much as I love X-Men as, and as good as they've been to me, you know, I more love this game through the lens of being a creator and a voice. And, you know, I just can't only main X-Men, you know, and I never have, thank goodness, you know, because of that. And, um, I have fun with any team I play, to be honest, even these bad guys, you know, that's why I'm eyeing them oh, a little bit. I will. It's just harder for me to want to play them. So I'm going to work on that this year. I'm going to try to f- try to find the want to play the bad guys. Well, it's biased for me too, with the bad guys, right? Because I adore Magneto so much and I adore the Sinister Six and Spider-Foes so much that like, why would I ever choose any other bad guys? Those are I the know. best bad guys in all of Marvel. Come on. So that's just my opinion. And that's how, that's my that's my leanings, right? It's just, I, sure. I mean, literally I think the spider foes are like my favorite characters in all of Marvel, right? Like them and the webs, right? Like, and then X-Men are right there and brotherhood right there. And that's just what brings me joy in my hobby time. Right. So of course I'm that's gonna lean what it's on about, those. dude. It's about finding joy and fulfillment in your hobby time. Bingo. It's love lizard. He's, he's, he's still there. I love that. That was your response to that very heartfelt, you know, think about this guys. I love lizard. I love that. You love lizard, man. I celebrate it. I celebrate it. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically, but I mean, that is what you just said is why I play lizard in 95% of my rosters. He brings me a certain level of, of joy just because I love the character design. You're also, you're also good with them too. And you try pioneered some strategies with him i did i did make him i did open some people's eyes to him and I, i'm very proud of that but i think it's secrets out everybody thinks lizard <laughs> yeah. is Lizard's pretty good man what's great about lizard is Turns he's out. never been he's never been overtuned he's just been solid and that's what an amazing place to be with a model that beautiful what a model he's just beautiful well that's going to close out this episode chris has been a fun last episode of the year once again merry christmas everybody happy holidays Check out that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special if you haven't seen it. Put yourself in that Christmas time mood. It's it's very wholesome, very fun. I think you should rewatch Hawkeye. No. Oh wait, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe you should rewatch Hawkeye. Not yeah. enough people did. It was a pretty it one of the better D plus shows. Yeah. And it's very Christmas. Especially that front end of that show. It's just very mm-hmm. strong. And going on right now is what if 
there's a what if mini season that just came out that's all kind of holiday adjacent and centric. Oh, interesting. New on Disney Plus, so definitely check that out. So yeah, just enjoy your Marvel time with these Marvel holiday things and spend time with family. But we're we're happy that we could just close out this year with you guys. And once again, we take the time to thank all of you guys that listen and our patrons for their support. You can always go yes. to patreon.com slash freeze find us if you want to support us. But just you listening all year means a lot to us and you know you guys downloading and, and subscribing and sharing the show can't say it enough and i'll keep saying do it but at the end of the year we have to thank you for doing that very much thing and i gotta tell you guys where you can find us if you want to interact with us more you can follow us on social media you can find us on instagram facebook twitch at furious finest on x at furious finest cast and email us at furious finest at gmail.com and you guys leave reviews, and it means a lot. We say it every episode, but leaving reviews on your podcast platform of choice, that stuff matters. We got our Spotify wrapped for the year. Super cool. It's always very, very humbling. And uh, thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the intro and outro music. That's right. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And it, like Jesse said, man, it is extremely humbling and extremely awesome that you guys listen. And uh, I can't thank you enough. And uh, I'm sorry that we have to continually ask. <laughs> for support and it really make it makes me mad but uh that's the world we live in folks so please rate review subscribe share the show you guys rock thank you well it's like at the end of the day our show is always going to be free right it's always gonna be for everyone but those of you guys that choose to go the extra mile and support us on patreon or like you share the show or you you like you give us five stars whatever it is you're the ones keeping us going like and you're the ones getting the show out to more people right that don't know about mcp or don't know about our show so we always have to ask you, but we always have to thank you. You know, it means a lot to us. So, of course, you can find me and Chris several spaces online. You can find me, Jesse, everywhere at the same place. That's X, Instagram, Discord, Longshanks, all at the same place at Jesse Aiken, J S S E J E S S E E A K I N. Check out my show, Hello There, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast, or where podcasts can be found. Similar to MCP, Shatterpoint's in a lull with releases, but that's about to change early in the year. Same with MCP. I'm going to be real busy, Chris, on both these shows. Yes, you are. Uh, but definitely check out our show everywhere podcasts can be found and at hello there cast. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Discord. I am strong style, Chris Finest, and all the MCP related discords. Do not hesitate to send me a DM, ping me, whatever. I'm always down to chat if I'm around and available. Uh, you can also listen to me on Orange Futures, an NBA podcast with Chris and Ben. It is funny and basketball, funny basketball. Do it. Thank you guys again for another wonderful year. 2023 was an amazing year for MCP and doing this podcast. And I can't wait for 2024. It's going to be great. Absolutely is. But until next time, thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 